Hi everyone, Kate Wathen here. Thanks for tuning in to this bonus episode of Long Story Short. If you're like me and about 86 million other people, you're wondering what's happening with your Facebook data. Regular listeners of this show may also wonder what the Cambridge Analytica scandal means for the network of global partnerships that Facebook has been trying to cultivate over the years. I caught up with Catherine Cheney, our West Coast correspondent, on the sidelines of the Skoll World Forum in Oxford to find out what Facebook's partnerships with development NGOs and institutions look like and what the latest debacle means for the future of those partnerships. Take a listen, and if you haven't already, read Catherine's story on devx.com. Can you start by just describing what these Facebook data for good partnerships look like? Sure. Um, well, Facebook, as you know, has 2.2 billion users, uh, and with that, access to information uh, that can be very useful in the social good world, whether it's um, disaster response, as one example, or uh, global health efforts, as another example. So um, those partnerships have evolved over time and become a bigger priority for Facebook. I'll give one example. Um, following Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico, NetHope, which is a coalition of NGOs that provide connectivity following uh, disasters, um, NetHope worked directly with Facebook to get a better understanding of the impact of the hurricane uh, on the island and its impact on connectivity. And that data helped NetHope light up the island, as so, they put it. Like what, what was that data that they were looking for? The data that's used depends on the partnership. Um, so in the case of NetHope and uh, the Hurricane Maria response in Puerto Rico, it was looking at user activity. Basically, NetHope was able to access a dashboard with you know, secure login. They actually had to go through a pretty um, rigorous process in, in terms of agreeing to privacy as core to that partnership. Um, so organizations can sign a data sharing agreement that gives them secure access to this visualization tool that Facebook provides, um, and that hosts and visualizes data sets. In the case of Puerto Rico, it was you know, essentially who's using Facebook, meaning who's online. Facebook really emphasized in the course of reporting this story that um, Facebook controls and administers access. Organizations can use this tool uh, to download visualizations of the data, but Facebook can turn this on or off depending on how the data is being shared. So you can see generally how many people within a country that's been hit by a disaster are online. So you can judge the energy access by that, but you can't tell who individually is using Facebook? Exactly. So um, I often bring up this uh, term aggregated anonymized data when I'm talking about data for good partnerships. Um, and so that's exactly right. This is not personally identifiable information. Um, but it essentially, by aggregating this information, can provide key insights that are useful to disaster responders. And uh, in the course of reporting this story, you know, NetHope was telling me that five years ago, they'd have to call up Facebook and say, what are you seeing? Now, because of these data sharing agreements, which you know, both Facebook and NetHope will emphasize, uh, these are proactive data partnerships. They have privacy at their core, um, but, you know, by essentially agreeing to certain terms, privacy being a priority, NetHope can access data without having to call Facebook and say, what are you seeing? It kind of eliminates that 
need for a middleman in translation and allows for faster action based on those insights. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like really important information to have in real time and a valuable tool for NetHope. It, pulling back a little bit, you have covered you know, the West Coast, Silicon Valley, the intersection of tech and development for a really long time. And it sounds like Facebook has invested a lot of effort into these kind of tech for good partnerships. I think it'd be good to mention that Data for Good is a team within Facebook that works on these. What is, like, you know, in a nutshell, what is the breadth of these partnerships? Sure. It's a little hard to know from the outside. Um, you know, I've been in the Bay Area for almost three years reporting on the role of tech and philanthropy uh, in the issues we cover at DevEx, global health, international development, humanitarian response. Facebook is one of the more challenging companies to get a sense of what's happening um, inside. But the sense that I get is that uh, social good is a growing priority. And basically, there's an umbrella. You know, there's, there's a social good team. And within social good, data for good is one aspect of that. So some of the names that appear in my story include Asha Sharma. She's the head of the social good team at Facebook. Uh, and then there's also Chaya Nayak, the public policy research manager at Facebook. Um, you know, it, it's been pretty hard to understand, for example, how many people work on that social good team, how many people work on the data for good team. But um, from the outside looking in, I can tell it's a growing priority. One anecdote that appears in my story is uh, from an event I went to called AI for Economic Development. It was hosted in San Francisco. And the audience there was mostly researchers and academics. And this was before the Cambridge Analytica news broke and the fallout around that. Uh, but I actually heard from Chaya Nayak. And she's kind of the go-to person. When you talk with an NGO that works with Facebook, and in the course of reporting this story, everyone said, oh, have you spoken with Chaya? Chaya is our point person. Um, I did interview Chaya for this story. Um, but I also had gone to this event several weeks prior and kind of revisited my notes from that. Um, in this event, she went through uh, what the Data for Good program is doing. And she talked about a few examples. She talked about population density maps. So that's something where Facebook is combining census data, which our community relies on in a lot of their work, but combining census data with buildings identified from satellite imagery in order to create what she calls a higher resolution view of the world. She also talked about the Disaster Maps Initiative, which was developed in partnership with groups like UNICEF and the World Food Program. So I think increasingly Facebook's realizing you know, they need to develop these initiatives in partnership with our community, not just push them out to the community. And then this is something I found fascinating, and I think it's a space to watch. So the Data for Good team was starting to enter a new realm, which was not just looking at you know, where people are based on Facebook um, usage, which is what we talked about earlier with the Puerto Rico example. It's sort of who's online, who's moving where, but actually what people are saying on Facebook, right? So um, what Chaya was speaking about at this event is the Data for Good team is starting to leverage data from Facebook posts. And they're using algorithms to surface topics and insights about what people are discussing. So again, it's not attached to that person. This is not personally identifiable information. But, but you're still scanning what people are saying on Facebook and extrapolating from that. Exactly. It has to do with the conversation that occurs on Facebook. Um, now, this gets into some territory where, again, and I would say probably the biggest takeaway from my story, is this is a defining moment for data for good, both the risks and opportunities of data for good. So you talk about the data for good team at Facebook starting to look at Facebook posts. 
huge opportunities, but also some slippery risks. slope potentially, <laughs> and depending on who you talk to. Um, so let me let me give an example of how this has been used in the past. So uh, in the past, um, when it comes to the Zika outbreak and how health organizations might respond to Zika, for example, by raising awareness, right? Um, there was a really interesting campaign, we actually wrote about it at DevEx, where UNICEF um, worked with Facebook to get a sense of what was the conversation like in Brazil around Zika. And through Facebook data, and there really would not have been another way to figure this out, UNICEF learned that men were participating in a Zika conversation more than they might have expected. 58% um, of posts about Zika in Brazil came from men. Interesting. And so UNICEF developed a campaign that worked to engage men in the fight against Zika, something, an approach they would not have known to take were it not for Facebook data. So part of the motivation for reporting this story is as Facebook is exploring new use cases for data for good, um, and you know, I think this is one emerging area looking at Facebook posts. This is something that Chaya you know, referenced in her, in her talk um, at the AI for Economic Development event a few weeks ago. Um, I think the sense that I get is there are partnerships that are being discussed um, and perhaps a bit of a question mark hanging over these partnerships given the news. Um, and so I think that's part of the need for this story, is the sense that I was getting from, from our community is, wow, there's some real momentum here. There's a lot of potential in terms of data for good partnerships. And this um, fallout from the Cambridge Analytica news could have an impact on these partnerships, past partnerships, partnerships in progress, potential future partnerships. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. But I do want to touch on something that you mentioned earlier, which is that it's time for Facebook to start looking at their partnerships collaboratively. Mm -hmm. That infers that they might not have before. Can you, can you dig into that a little bit? I think it points to a larger challenge where um, a lot of tech companies based in Silicon Valley um, sort of get excited about the potential applications of their technology for certain use cases and then um, you know, launch new initiatives or release new products, um, but they don't necessarily have the sector expertise. And so I just think over time, again, from the outside looking in and going to events where I'm increasingly seeing Facebook not just presenting on what they do, but looking for real partnership, um, I think they're realizing, you know, they have a product that could be leveraged for good, but they need, um, the insights input. from practitioners and input from practitioners to understand how that could be leveraged for good. Yeah, I think something that you hear often from practitioners is that you know, development is such an intensely compli complex mm -hmm. field mm -hmm. and that it can be it can be harmful, you know, if you know, tech or other actors are kind of jumping into this space mm -hmm. feet first trying to do good because they have a great idea, mm -hmm. but the actual integration, the collaboration may, could end up making it harmful. Yeah, agreed. Well, and one of the interesting takeaways for me in reporting this, you know, often a takeaway is the need for the technology community and the global development community to work in partnership um, because, again, a lot of uh, potential here, a lot of opportunity, but also a lot of risk. 
But one of the big takeaways was that when we talk about the global development community and viewpoints on data for good, I think there's a bit of a divide between global health and international development practitioners and humanitarian responders. And that was something that really came through in reporting this story. I was speaking with someone from the Harvard Humanitarian Initiative, and I basically asked him this question, like, huh, because I had talked with a lot of people working in global health and international development, and the basic message there, and this quote appears in my story, was don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't let the Cambridge Analytica fallout destroy the potential of data for good. You know, this was one bad apple, don't let it spoil the barrel. Um, this was a violation of Facebook's rules, but all these proactive data partnerships have privacy at the center. So that's what I was hearing from a lot of these groups in global health and international development. But on the flip side, humanitarian responders who maybe are working with very vulnerable populations who, you know, um, having their movements tracked could um, lead to some very real consequences, were saying, yeah, there are a lot of potential use cases of data for good. But some of those remain hypothetical, like we have yet to see you know, how this can really be leveraged, this is a new space. The risks are very real, and we're already seeing some of the risks play out. And we need to take this as a moment to um, get our house in order, quote unquote, right? Um, have minimal technical and ethical standards and frameworks. So that is a great segue into getting into you know, what the implications are of this Cambridge Analytica scandal. Um, you know, as I mentioned in the intro to this conversation, you know, at least 86 million people had their data um, exploited, essentially, uh, by Cambridge Analytica. What, first I want to talk about the short-term fallout. Like, what happened immediately for, with the Data for Good Facebook partnerships? What was the reaction? Yeah, what happened immediately? So um, without going into too much detail, I will say uh, there is the on-the-record story and the off-the-record story. Ooh, juicy. <laughs> so I can't share the off-the-record story, obviously. Um, so that's a work in progress. Kind Can of. you give us some generalities? So I will say, um, you know, having reported for a while on uh, the role of tech companies in the issues we cover at DevEx. Um, I, I had been aware of some conversations um, around data for good partnerships. And, and when the Cambridge Analytica news broke, one of my natural reactions was not just, you know, what, you know, the, the question I posed in the story, what does this all mean for data for good partnerships? But specifically, what does this mean for data for good partnerships that I was aware of that there were conversations around? And I think we're currently in a moment of uncertainty. I mean, Facebook is trying to um, figure out how to respond. And there have been a lot of criticisms of Facebook in its response to the Cambridge Analytica fallout. Um, you know, this is something Facebook was aware of back in 2015. Um, the news broke last month in March. Um, and, you know, now Facebook is trying to uh, make changes in response to this um, revelation. I was on a call with Mark Zuckerberg and other reporters last week, and he talked about, this is the Facebook CEO, how the company is rethinking every aspect of every relationship it has, 
and taking a broader view of its responsibility to protect the privacy of its users. So, of course, it's a big undertaking. It is, and and of course, you know, my question is, well, what does this mean for our community? So, I think um, the immediate fallout or the immediate implications for these data for good partnerships, unclear, um, and I think. Um, there's just a lot of confusion and uncertainty. I think longer term, what I hope is that um, this will be uh, a, a real moment for both sides to get both sides to get their houses in order, right? So one of the one of the big things that came out in this story is as Facebook figures out how to improve data privacy, NGOs need to be doing the same thing, right? Um, and I, I, I liked this one point in the story. This came from NetHope. This data-driven decision-making in the sector, you know, there's a lot of momentum around this. It's not going away. So we all, Facebook together with its NGO partners, need to be better about protocols for data sharing and usage. So um, I do think this is a really important moment for people to think through, again, what are the opportunities for data for good, but what are the risks for data for good? And it feels in this situation, particularly, that the risk, I mean, you know, we have so much data in international development, but it's not the same kind of super individualized on the internet data that is being mined and exploited. I mean, it's, this just feels so much more dramatic than things that we've seen in other parts of international development. So I'd say, is it really fair to kind of, to just sort of broad brush say, everyone needs to do better. I mean, that might be true, but this is pretty glaring. Well, I do think everyone needs to do better. And I think, um, you know, when it comes to everyone needing to get their house in order, it's also because, let's zoom out for a second beyond Facebook, NGOs are really excited about the opportunity of partnering with private sector companies sure. when it comes to data for good. You know, Google being another example, Palantir being another example of Silicon Valley companies actively in partnership with NGOs in data for good partnerships. And I think um, this is just a moment to think through, like, how do we leverage the potential of data for good uh, while making sure that, you know, protecting the people we serve is a priority. One of the things I, I want to explore further in some DevX reporting is Yes, we're talking about anonymized and aggregated data and partnerships where privacy is, is built in from the beginning. Um, but in, in talking with some leaders in the humanitarian response community, you know, we were talking about how anonymized and aggregated isn't enough for certain populations and how even if you have um, assured that, there, that information is not personally identifiable, for example, it can be demographically identifiable. Um, and that just gets into some intricacies that I think go far beyond the data know-how of, of some members of our community, right? Like they're excited about the use of social media data in their work, but they might not understand these nuances. And, and that's exactly what I mean in terms of this is a moment we all need to get our house in order. We need to understand anonymized and aggregated data. Is that good enough? In some cases, perhaps, but in other cases, perhaps not. And I think, um, I think this is the perfect moment to, to think through that. So what, you know, when Mark Zuckerberg said we need to rethink every aspect of every relationship and partnership that we have, 
and we need to strengthen these protections. Like, what does what does making privacy and security core to Facebook's operations and mission really look like? You know, on that call that you had with him, did he get into some of the practical aspects of that? Mark Zuckerberg did not talk specifically about what any of these changes mean for our world, for data for good. But I, I think um, as they think rethink every aspect of every relationship, it is TBD how the social good partnerships will fare. I think um, Facebook remains as committed as ever. Most organizations I speak with are eager to continue to partner with Facebook, but they're also facing some very tough questions from you know, their community saying, hey, you know, is this, is this um, relationship with Facebook one you're comfortable to continue? And they Community have and donors. Exactly, yes. That, I'm sure. Their donors included, absolutely. Many of them, uh, many of whom they're engaging through Facebook. Some of the NGOs I spoke with have questions for Facebook that need answering in terms of um, what is Facebook going to do differently to make these NGOs more comfortable um, to continue to partner with Facebook again, around uh, opportunities for data for good, but while um, minimizing the risks. And I think um, the Cambridge Analytica story is just one example of a few I mentioned in my story where you know, there are some concerns about the way the platform is being leveraged. And it makes Facebook you know, a tricky partner for some of these NGOs. But I think um, depending on who you ask, there, many of the NGOs that, that I spoke with hope that this moment uh, is, is a moment of reflection and a moment of reform uh, in terms of data privacy, but one that will not completely kill all momentum on these data for good partnerships. Earlier when we were talking about you know, this whole debacle, you had mentioned that there were kind of two camps. There's one that was don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, mm -hmm. and there's other, the other that was three strikes and you're out. Because this isn't the first time that Facebook has had an issue um, that's particularly relevant to our community. Totally. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, th there are a range of perspectives on this issue. Um, you know, I, I mentioned in the piece two other examples, Russia and the presidential election in the U.S., as well as Myanmar and how the platform is being leveraged there to spread messages of hate. Again, I, I see this divide between groups that are working in the global health international development realm and groups working more on the um, humanitarian response realm in terms of um, putting privacy at the center. We have one more question. As someone who has covered international development in this intersection with tech for a long time, you've kind of seen You've seen inside these big institutions, the USAIDs, the DFIDs, the Gates Foundations, the World Banks of the world, and you've also had a glimpse inside these major tech companies. In your opinion, as someone who has covered this, where do you think it should go? Are you in either of these two camps of, you know, this is dangerous and there needs to be some serious soul searching? we just shouldn't be, or maybe we shouldn't even be engaging in tech, you know, for good in these data partnerships, is data for good in these tech partnerships, or are you, fe are you in the camp of don't throw the baby out with the bathwater? So I would say I am not in one camp or the other. Um, my biggest takeaway in reporting this story, I think I actually started out in some ways with the wrong question. 
So I was asking, what are the implications of the fallout from the Cambridge Analytica news on data for good partnerships? And in one interview I had, um, I got some pushback and heard that you know the bigger question is not just the impact on data for good partnerships. And in fact, uh, this particular source said, quote unquote, data for good partnerships. So he definitely comes from the camp of you know the risks might outweigh the opportunities, right? But he says the bigger question is whether this will drive a more serious conversation on responsible data sharing between the private and public sector. And so that's how I feel. In terms of when we say responsible data sharing, I think we throw that term around a lot. But we need to underline responsible. Like, what does that really look like? Um, and I think the private sector has to do some work. And I actually think um, this tough moment that Facebook is in, not only is Facebook making changes, a lot of private sector companies are making changes. I mean, I'm getting emails from all kinds of platforms that I'm a member of, like updates to our terms of use, and right? Oh yeah, I feel like I get two emails a day. Exactly. Our privacy, our privacy laws are updated. Our privacy exactly. policy has been updated. So this is a moment where a lot of the private sector is going, you know, uh-oh, and how do we look at this, and what do we do about this? And our community needs to do the same. Um, so that, to me, um, you know, when it comes to the impact this moment in time will have for data for good, and I do think this is a defining moment for data for good. Um, but I think data for good, I would also put it in quotes, quote unquote data for good, that that can only happen if this is responsible data sharing, underline responsible. And so I hope that, um, my hope, not taking one side or the other, but taking the broader view and saying that we need to figure out responsible data sharing between the public and private sector. And, and I think our community plays an important role in that. Catherine Cheney, West Coast correspondent for DevX, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me.